Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins is out for the year with an Achilles injury. Just how concerned should you be about the rest of the players in this offense? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. Check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. It was a wild week eight of the NFL season. Today, we are doing our panic meter, as always, on Monday. A couple players in teams that we are maybe a little bit concerned about coming out of the week. Kate, let's start with the Minnesota Vikings. Just an awful, awful injury. Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles. This one really bums me out because this is the best I think I've ever seen Kirk Cousins play. He was dominating the Packers, 275 yards, two touchdowns. And now... He's gone for the rest of the season, and you have to wonder what his future looks like now that he'll be a free agent after the season. That's like that's that's part of it, right, Marcus? Like it's not just that he was playing some of the best football of his career because I've always just had the the idea that this is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league, right? Never, never very much appreciated for what he accomplishes as just a, a pure pocket passer. Never, never really appreciated as a gamer, but. That is a huge question mark because not only is is his season done, which puts into question all of these fantasy assets. I mean, this is a, a offense that we're all invested very heavily in for fantasy football. It also brings into question the entire future of this franchise because yeah. you know yeah. Kirk Cousins can't earn a new deal anymore, right? Like he, he obviously can, but I, I'm just saying, like with his play. It, that that point is done, right? And and that totally puts into question his future, not just with the team, but uh, like, what does this mean for Justin Jefferson, who still doesn't have his long term deal done? Um, you know, it, it, like what what is going on? Jaron Hall came in at quarterback, um, fifth round rookie out of BYU. It, you know, can can throw the ball. He can make some play with his legs, but you have to expect some decreased production when you've got a fifth round rookie quarterback. Well, I, I, there's just no way that they're going forward with Jaron Hall. Like he might start this week, but with the Vikings being four and four now and still like in playoff contention, like they've, they've got themselves back in the wild card hunt. You've got to believe that the Vikings are going to go out and get somebody else, whether that's Colt McCoy, who is a free agent, whether they trade for Jacoby Brissett. I just can't see them putting their season on the line with Jaron Hall as you know the, the starter going forward. I sure hope not. But again, I think this all kinds of comes down to what, like, is this a move that is going to, to have the front office of the Minnesota Vikings say like, all right, is there a quarterback that could realistically get us through this? Because the NFL trade deadline, Tuesday, October twenty yeah. or October 31st, that is uh, just over 24 hours out from where we're recording this podcast here. So if they want to make a move, they're going to have to make a move really, really pretty darn fast. And is there a quarterback out there that would realistically uh, be attainable and can carry this, this team to a Super Bowl? Because if not... Probably not. No, but what you probably do, because... 
The answer is no. You're not going to go out and trade for a quarterback that's going to get this team to the Super Bowl because even Kirk Cousins, as well he is, as he was playing this year, wasn't going to lead this team to the Super Bowl. Like You were going to hope to sneak into the playoffs. What I think you do, Kate, is you go out and get a viable option that can help your offense function because you've got a lot of young pieces that are playing really well. And this kind of gets us to the panic meter of like Jordan Addison, who we just – we just did a redraft of the rookies uh, a couple of days ago, and I had him as my wide receiver one. I think I took him at, was it pick 104 in that draft? Yeah. You want to go out and get somebody who can get him the ball, keep that, you know, just continue to develop the other players on this offense. And whether that's, I'm making up a name, Ryan Tannehill. Like if you go out, go out and get Ryan Tannehill, you're not winning a Super Bowl, but you can continue to develop your offensive line. You can continue to develop Jordan Addison. You can get him involved. And when Justin Jefferson comes back, you can get him back involved in this offense. I think that's what the Vikings ultimately do. But in the short term, this I, I, I'm panicking on Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson in redraft and even a little bit in dynasty because I just have a hard time believing the Vikings are going to find somebody next year as good as what Kirk Cousins was playing this year. Yeah, I mean to to that point, Marcus, like the the touchdown production for Jordan Addison has been so key, right? Through eight games, has seven receiving touchdowns as a rookie, just absolutely phenomenal production, uh, averaging almost fourteen fantasy points per game in half PPR formats. But so much of that, uh, you know, so one hundred and eight total fantasy points on the year. Forty two of those come from touchdowns. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that that you cannot count on passing touchdowns, like obviously. Um, they're, they're, whoever comes in at quarterback is going to be able to sling one occasionally, but are they going to have the yardage production of Kirk Cousins? Are they going to have uh, the touchdown production of Kirk Cousins? The answer for me is no. No. And this offense has so many mouths to feed that I, I think these concerns are very valid for all these players moving forward. Um, I'm, I'm not feeling great about any of these, these, players right now just in the the short term I don't think this changes anybody's dynasty value per se but uh, you need to I, be I I would I think I would drop Jordan Addison a little bit and I know that might feel reactionary but I just I don't trust who the Vikings are going to put at quarterback this year or next year and that's my fear is that there could be a significant drop in quarterback play next year especially if Cousins doesn't put him back and they roll with insert veteran quarterback who's number 23 in the NFL. Like I am a little bit worried about Jordan Addison, not to the point that I'm dropping him significantly in my rankings, but inside of a tier, I think him and Zay Flowers are close. I think I would flop flop them right now. I mean, yeah, Zay Flowers is going to be uh, attached to, I think, the, the much better quarterback, at least yeah. for the time being. Um, how about – Quentin Johnston, who finally kind of had no. a, a little bit of a breakout. No, okay. <laughs> that's too far. Okay. Let's not okay. get ridiculous. Okay. Let's not get ridiculous. All right. That's totally fine. But like JSM, um, yeah, like but, we talked about yeah. this on Thursday. I, I liked <laughs> on Thursday, I liked Addison better than JSN. Now I still like Addison as a player more than J, JSN, but I probably would lean JSN in dynasty value just because a lot more stable quarterback situ, uh, situation there. Man, would you have ever thought that that was going to be a sentence out of your mouth? Uh, like maybe a, a year, let's picture a year and a half ago oh, when, know. you know, 
it, it was Geno Smith time and we were all like, oh, what, are, what are the Seahawks going to do? Uh, now we're coming out to say, man, I really like JSN better because of all that stability. Geno Smith, it's just, it's uh, football is the craziest sport, but it yeah, is. Marcus, I think tempering expectations for the Minnesota Vikings. Like I said, there's so many mouths to feed and probably not going to be nearly as much production to go around. There's a lot of questions up in the air for, the Minnesota Vikings, not just for this season, but moving, moving forward. forward. Yeah. And that, that's tough. It's, just a it's lot just, of insti- instability there. Like I, there's only so many quarterbacks in the NFL that can feed a number one receiver like Justin Jefferson, can, who can feed a top five tight end like TJ Hawkinson and have enough value for Jordan Addison and KJ Osborne to be fantasy relevant. I think the Vikings are going to have a hard time replacing Kirk Cousins obviously this year, and we'll see into the future. Okay, that's not the only offense that I'm a little bit concerned about moving forward. Let's get to our team in Kansas City next. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, each week, we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. It's our good friend, Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid has stepped up into a big role with Dawson Knox getting hurt for the Buffalo Bills. He's gotten hot with Josh Allen the past two weeks, scoring for the first time in his career in Week 8 against the Buccaneers. And now Kincaid gets a smash spot in a shootout against the Bengals on Sunday Night Football. Cincinnati has been better in coverage on receivers, but not so much against tight ends. Kincaid will be one of the best fantasy tight ends this week. And if, if you're looking for a midseason pickup, go out and get Dalton Kincaid. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championships. And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a per- perfect fit. The same is true for your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. And at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Show. We want to let you know that Lockdown is kicking up our coverage with Lockdown NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Lockdown will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Lockdown NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanisha Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchups, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and so much more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Lockdown NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Lockdown NFL YouTube channel. Kate, let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Just posted an absolute dud against the Denver Broncos on Sunday. How concerned are you about Patrick Mahomes in this offense moving forward? This was a really weird game, Marcus. So before the game uh, on Sunday, we got a report out that Patrick Mahomes woke up feeling ill. Uh, I I think everybody expected 
things to be fine. After all, this is the Denver Broncos defense. What damage could they do against this infallible Chiefs offense? And the answer is a lot of damage. Snapping that 16-game winning streak that the Chiefs had that was literally uh, just sitting as an NFL record forever Mm -hmm. and ever in perpetuity, snapped it in half. You had Patrick Mahomes come out for the first time in his career scored fewer than six fantasy points in a game where he started and finished. That is like, it it was not good. Second lowest passer rating of Mahomes' total career. Um, Second time in his career, he threw two interceptions without throwing a single touchdown. Like it was not a good week. Uh, It it was a weird week. It was something was in the air. I am not panicked on, on Patrick Mahomes in this, this very, it was a weird game, Marcus. It was a weird game, and I, I can't give you a lot of intangibles because the, the data would tell me, right, that it's time to panic. And to that point, the season hasn't been Patrick Mahomes' best. 15 passing touchdowns, 10 interceptions, uh, second lowest big-time throw rate so far of his career, highest turnover-worthy play rate per PFF, um, you know, second-fewest yards per pass attempt, you know, lowest, uh, second-lowest passer rating of his career, uh, lowest as a starter. Like, generally speaking, this has not been Patrick Mahomes' best season, uh, and it's only feeling worse coming off that that type of loss. But, Marcus, Patrick Mahomes at, you know, 80% of his best still feels better than most NFL quarterbacks, yes. even for fantasy. So, like, can we really panic on this? No. No, but I will say – I think the the ceiling is still there. We saw this last week, Kate, against the Chargers. He had 425 passing yards and four touchdowns and also ran the ball, right? We saw a a couple other games this year, like against the Bears, right? 300 total yards and three touchdowns. Like the ceiling is still there. But what I think is different about Mahomes and the Chiefs this year is the floor is just so much lower because of the lack of playmakers. You mentioned this Bronco game, how bad he was, right? But this isn't the only game against the Jets. 203 yards, two interceptions. Uh, against the, the Lions in week one, 225 yards and had the interception. Uh, there was even, you know, a c- couple games ago where he had, you know, two interceptions, just did not play well. I think the lack of playmakers is really starting to affect him. Like he just doesn't have an easy button on some of these throws like he used to where you can throw a seven-yard pass to Tyreek Hill and he's going to take it 50 yards for the touchdown. Everything has to be – Basically, Mahomes doing it by himself, scrambling around in the pocket, making these ridiculous throws. And I do think that the Chiefs have some really hard games coming up. I think you're going to see two or three more of these clunkers the rest of the way, where in previous years, like you just you wrote 20 points into your fantasy lineup every single week for Patrick Mahomes with a possibility of getting 40. I don't think that's the case anymore. I, yeah, I, I think that's definitely fair. I, you know, notably one of the shifts we did see this week, which was very encouraging. Rashi Rice led the receiving core for the first time in his career with 25 routes run at five targets, four receptions, 56 receiving yards, uh, still showing off that nice yards after the catch ability. But yeah, it's kind of Rashi Rice. Like when, when Justin Watson is looking like one of the best players on the field, I think that's a sign that, that, you have a problem, and this is a they, team they just that need I to think... lean into Rashi Rice. Like, he, there's really no reason that like him and Ty, or excuse me, Travis Kelsey shouldn't get like a combined 18 targets a game. Like, funnel your offense through the, those two guys, and then Jarek McKinnon as a receiver as well. Yeah, it, it's really hard to diagnose this offense, but you know, again, looking at the the 
backs up against the wall in terms of the NFL trade deadline. I wish desperately that this is a team that would make a move uh, for just some veteran depth that just has a little bit more strength than a McCole Hardman or a Marquez Valdez Scantling. Like those are, are fine role players. They're going to have some big weeks, but they're not every down contributors. They are not threats on every single down. And I, I think, you know, until they kind of solve that problem, we might be dealing with more inconsistencies in this offense than we're used to. But yeah, again, the panic meter, maybe dialing it up a little bit on the Kansas City Chiefs as a whole. But for Patrick Mahomes, like this, you know, this is an anomaly game. I think he's had three or four total games in his career where he, he scored fewer than 10 fantasy points. Like we know the floor has generally been so dang safe for Patrick Mahomes. Um he's earned a little bit of, of wiggle room for some of that volatility. It just feels like there's going to be more games this year where he's like 12 fantasy points, 14 fantasy points. And if you drafted, oh. if you drafted Patrick Mahomes high in your redraft leagues, you're obviously maybe regretting that a little bit. And if you're dynasty leagues and you're two quarterback leagues, a lot of times he's probably trying to carry, he's carrying you to your championships. And it's probably hasn't been the case so far. Kate, to me, it just feels like, this offense really misses – I know this player is not great, but they miss Juju Smith-Schuster, somebody on third and six who can get you seven yards and keep the chains moving and just gets open. They they just don't have that guy right now who's reliable. I think they were hoping it was going to be Sky Moore, and it's certainly not. He dropped the easy touchdown the other day uh, – or on Sunday. Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony combined for two catches for 12 yards on Sunday. I mean, it, basically nothing. Yeah, things have not worked out for the Chiefs and their their second round wide receivers. Um, but it, ugh. dang it. it, now I'm it, depressed. I mean, I I think they're going to be active in the trade market now. What receiver could they go out and get? I I wonder, like, if DeAndre Hopkins is not available now after Will Levis played really well, they probably want to continue to, to develop Will Levis. If I was the Chiefs, I think I would be targeting Deontay Johnson. I don't know how likely Pittsburgh would be to trade him away, but that seems like somebody who would fit in really well. I, I just don't have a lot of hope that this offense is going to get all that much more explosive with a 34-year-old Travis Kelsey, a Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who we kind of know who he is, Jarek McKinnon in his 30s now. I, I'm i not super optimistic here. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. I you sound more bummed than I am about this. <laughs> I am because I I miss the as a as a Steelers fan, Marcus. Um, there there are only a few teams I get to watch that are very exciting uh, on Sundays, and this is Chiefs, not one of I, them. It's not one of them right now, and that honestly that bums me out. For as much as as I want to wring my eyes out, uh, you know, the fact that these Kansas City Chiefs have been so unbeatable. They are. They're fun to watch. They're fun to roster for fantasy. And that's not the case right now. And yeah, it, that bums me out. Um, but again, not giving up on Patrick Mahomes. If somebody is I, like, I'm trading for him all day. Um, but, can, can I give you my dream trade for Kansas yeah. City before we move on? Like my dream one that's somewhat realistic. I don't think Washington's going anywhere. And they've got a first round receiver in Jahan Dotson. They've got Curtis Samuel. They've got some other guys they really like. Terry McLaurin. Like, yeah. Can you imagine <gasps> Terry McLaurin in this offense with his speed and route running? You can keep Rashi Rice in the slot. Like, I think McLaurin is an unbelievable player that they might be able to get if they flip a first round pick for him. That that is intriguing. 
That is very intriguing, Marcus. Yeah. Um, I would love it. Because that- what's Washington going to do? At, I mean, they're three and five now. Uh, McLaurin's obviously an incredible player, but if you can get a first round pick back and kind of reset this team a little bit, I think you at least consider it. I mean, I think the chiefs could, should consider that all day long. Like there's, there's absolutely no reason to consider that or to not consider making a move like that. And like all things considered uh, of all the wide receiver ones in the market, Terry McLaurin, despite the fact that he's been an absolutely outstanding NFL wide receiver, probably, not atop the the cost. Uh, also, another dream yep. potential trade. Maybe T. Higgins, who like the. I just the don't ever see the Bengals trading him to the Chiefs. That's the issue, right? I know. I know the 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 matchup uh, or the the pairing, especially considering how competitive these two have been in the postseason, wouldn't make sense. But like, man, that that is that, a true alpha wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. That again, this Bengals team probably going to move on from uh, just due to financial necessity. I, it, it's well, a pairing that I would love to see, even though I agree it's not quite so likely. You uh, you brought up T. Higgins. I want to talk a little bit about, about ah. Higgins in this Bengals offense next. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That is ordering time. Two-minute morning. And you get it. That's your cue to order in. Whenever the game clock stops, that is your time to order in with DoorDash. Why root for your favorite team on an empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch parties, uh, football watch party favorites, whether it's your appetizers, whether you want to go out and get pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, whatever you want, DoorDash can get it. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. My family absolutely loves DoorDash. We DoorDash yesterday. We got some wings for the Cowboy game at our favorite spot, the Corner Bar and Girl. Absolutely fantastic. Get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all of your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, turns apply. Again, that is 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. All right, okay, let's run through a couple other players that we're maybe panicking a little about. Let's start with T. Higgins who had a decent day on Sunday, 5 for 69, didn't get into the end zone, but it continues to be a slog for him this season. Yeah, it, it, like it, it's kind of interesting because you look at at the stat production, five catches, 69 receiving yards, like you mentioned, didn't have a score, uh, but did average a, a season-high 13.8 yards per reception. Uh, some of that, that big playability, some yards after the catch was, was productive in, in terms of uh, first down production. Like, he gave you, I think, everything you probably kind of wanted in in week eight, but still not translating to fantasy production. So I want to get your your gauge. He had one big week, uh, scored almost 25 fantasy points in week two, thanks to a two-touchdown performance. But since then, um, not... Hold. Been... Hold, hold all day. Because Joe Burrow's finally starting to look healthy, and that was a really good defense they played. They're going to have to get in some shootouts over the next couple of weeks. I, I think Higgins, who's been dealing with some injuries, started to look like himself. 
that one I'm I'm just holding. In fact, I might even be buying right now. T Higgins. That's uh, that's kind of the point I wanted to make. I I think this could be a, a buy low potential. Uh, scored four or fewer fantasy points in four of six games this year. Like yeah. you mentioned, though, he hasn't necessarily been healthy. Neither has Joe Burrow, and I feel like this is sort of. Uh, a time where these two are trending together towards a, a healthier, um, healthier rest of season. And, you know, based on what we saw, I know, again, it didn't translate to a ton of fantasy points, but I think week eight was a big indication uh, of a, a positive trajectory yep. for T Higgins that fantasy managers might want to target now before that, that, on the field performance does translate to those fantasy points. Like we know it does. Uh, One guy for me really quickly before we head out, uh, Miles Sanders, two carries for zero yards on Sunday. Uh, It it was shocking that Chuba Hubbard got most of the work in the backfield. Now Hubbard did not play particularly well, 15 carries for 28 yards, but it's clear at the very, very worst that this is a committee and I think a lot of people when I thought that when Miles Sanders signed with the Panthers that he was going to be the lead back, I wonder this is even a committee anymore. I wonder if Chuba Hubbard's just the guy. It seems like Chuba Hubbard is the guy. Played over 60% of snaps uh, here in week eight, but this has been a trend that's kind of been ongoing. I know Sanders was dealing with an injury, so I think there are a lot of people wondering how much stock you could put into uh, some of that split, but it's been trending this way for several weeks. Um, now, it, like you look at Miles Sanders, like you mentioned, two carries, zero total rushing yards. Um, but from a, a snaps perspective, Marcus, he played just two more snaps than third string running back Raheem Blackshear. Yeah, yeah. that that tells me. And, you know, like, again, not a great game for Chuba Hubbard, but all in all, like Miles Sanders has been outplayed all season long, pretty much across the board in terms of every efficiency metric that you can uh, even considering he's had just six more rush attempts, uh, who Hubbard has had more six, uh, my gosh, six more rush attempts than Miles Sanders this season. And yet he's had 80 more rushing yards, it, like missed force tackle rate, first down rate yards after contact per attempt, like you name it, Chuba Hubbard is yep. taking the the field in, in those efficiency metrics. So I, I think at the very worst, the Panthers are playing the hot hand and, I think it's fair to say Sanders does not have that hot nope. hand. So that I'm, I'm panicking a bit on, on Miles Sanders. Obviously he got a, you know, a four year, $25.4 million contract, but you know, it doesn't seem like the Panthers are committed to making sure they get the value there. Okay. Uh, I've got one more really quickly before we head out Cooper cup after a terrible game last week, two catches for 29 yards, Four catches for 21 yards on Sunday on 10 targets. Uh, Puka Dakua outproduced him again. How concerned are you about Cooper Cup long-term? I'm not so concerned for, for Cooper Cup specifically. Now, I, I do think there is uh, you know one injury worth noting here, which is Matthew Stafford suffered a uh, like a thumb injury. He had a, a throw that I think he like banged his, his hand on a helmet, yep. it looked like. Yep. Um, that could be something you know, to, to watch moving forward, especially considering it is his throwing hand. Um, you know, we've seen plenty of injuries like that impede accuracy, if not velocity, grip strength like that, that can really derail an entire pass attack, not just related to Cooper cup, but I, you know, we've already seen the ceiling be sky high for Cooper cup this season. I'm not too concerned, but 
again, my biggest concern probably stems from, from this injury to Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Uh, We'll see if it's, if it's the third game in a row, this happens. Um, Maybe I will be a little bit concerned that he's just not a hundred percent healthy, but uh, he did not look good on Sunday. He looked pretty slow. He was struggling to get open. Just something to keep in mind. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every single day. Every day, Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Kate, you and I back on Friday to break down Steelers-Titans on Thursday Night Football. What a banger. I uh, can't wait. Kate's so excited for that one. Will Levis against probably Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph. It's going to be so much fun. Cannot wait. Uh, go check out our show on YouTube. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Maljuk. Check out her work at Pro Football Focus and Behind the Steel Curtain. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your Monday, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.